Welcome to Mind Your Own Revisions, a podcast about mental health and burnout in academia for all academics around the world and at every level. I'm Özgün Ünver, a social scientist with a PhD. Having struggled with mental health issues throughout my academic career, it is now my mission to inspire other academics to lift the stigma around mental health. Let's recover together. Hello everyone! Welcome to the third episode of Mind Your Own Revisions. It took me much longer than I expected to continue working on this podcast due to some unexpected life events that happened in between, but I'm finally here. So without further ado, let's continue with the topic from the previous episode, the vicious cycle of silence and stigma around mental health. Today I will talk about the negative feedback we receive from others that encourage us to keep being silent about our mental health. In the last episode, I said that our individual thoughts, feelings and beliefs that prevent us from talking openly about our mental health problems and keep us silent are mostly fear-based. However, I believe that the feedback we receive from others is more related to empathy and or knowledge of that person regarding the subject, which is uh, mental health, of course, in our case. Let me start by saying that we don't all receive negative feedback when we disclose our mental health problems out in the world. In fact, we may receive both encouragement and discouragement when we talk about our mental health issues. In my personal experience, most of the time that I opened up about my mental health problems, I received empathy and understanding. However, I also realized that the people I have disclosed my problems to are only my closest friends or family members who also have some kind of experience with mental health issues themselves. I have also disclosed my condition to some of my colleagues and my supervisors, but only when so much was going on that I couldn't hide it anymore. Unfortunately, although my own experience has not been terrible until now, I know that not everyone is as lucky as I am when it comes to the reactions they get once they disclose their mental health issues. Some of these reactions that make us afraid to talk about our problems, I already covered them in the previous episode. In this episode, I will touch upon some reactions that are more subtle, but still give us some kind of discomfort when we disclose our mental health issues. One of the most common reactions we get, in my opinion, is the person who is listening us ending up belittling or ignoring our struggles. This happens especially when we are highly functional individuals and it can happen in different and subtle ways. For instance, many of us can get the reaction, but you look great, or but you are doing well. Or if you're on the phone with that person, But you sound great. Every time I hear such a reaction, I want to say, I know I sound good, but I don't necessarily feel good. 
right? And it is funny because hearing this sometimes also triggers illogical thoughts such as, oh my God, do I come across as if I am faking my struggles here? So I want to say this for the listeners who have not experienced mental health issues themselves. Guys, people with mental health disorders do smile. They do laugh. They may be interested in activities and conversations from time to time. And the fact that they are functioning doesn't make them hurt less inside when they have mental health troubles. Mental health is a spectrum. It's not an all or nothing thing. The fact that your friend who was diagnosed with depression is now going out to concerts or hikes from time to time does not mean that they are not depressed anymore. Your employee who sounds quote-unquote good on the phone is not necessarily ready to come back to work full force. There is no on and off switch. The recovery is gradual, tricky, and with lots of ups and downs. Another reaction that we get is that we are given unsolicited advice about our mental health. This one is tricky. I admit that I have also done this in the past when I didn't know better, and I understand that the behavior of giving unsolicited advice mostly comes from a place of trying to help or support the person who has the problem. But over the years, I also learned that as the receiving end of the unsolicited advice, hearing such things can make people feel really bad. I mean, come on, it's called a mental illness for a reason. If it was as easy as going to the gym or eating this or that particular food or taking that uh, particular supplement, there wouldn't be such a huge specialty of mental health treatment. So please, please make listening your priority instead of giving unsolicited advice. And remember, the person who is struggling with their mental health is most probably more dedicated and motivated than you to get better. So there is a high chance they looked up many different things they could do to manage and treat their condition. Yet another stigma that is still around is seeing surprise on the face of the person when he or she hears that we take medication. You know, everybody has an opinion about medication in the case of mental health issues. Some say yes to them, some say no. So we can already assume that the person taking the meds is probably already a bit confused about whether it is a good idea to take them or not. And this person has probably talked this over with his or her healthcare professionals. Many people do not dare to give unsolicited advice on this, but some do, which may be in the form of, I knew such and such person who got addicted to that type of medication and couldn't lead a normal life anymore. I mean, I don't even have anything to say about this type of unsolicited advice, which is plain dangerous. Though I still want to mention some unconscious behavior that gives away the quote-unquote color of that person regarding the use of meds. For instance, an unapproving glance or a pitying look. 
As I said, many people do these unconsciously, meaning they are not aware of it. So, to all people who are listening to this right now, regardless of whether they themselves are struggling with mental health issues or whether they know someone who does, please observe your thoughts about mental health and all the things related to it. Try to be aware of your own biases, stereotypes and prejudices. And please try to learn about the things that you have an opinion about without adequate knowledge. Very soon you will realize that there are so many factors at play, both in terms of causes and treatment options of mental health problems, that it is not your place to give anyone unsolicited advice or criticism because of their treatment choices, unless you're a healthcare professional yourself. And even then, you probably know that you cannot do much for a person who is not actively seeking help. So these were some of the rather subtle reactions that we get when we disclose our mental health issues to our friends, family, and maybe our colleagues. Though there is one more thing I would like to mention today, which is the institutional level silence we are experiencing regarding the mental health problems in academia. In fact, there is some improvement. More and more often I see that universities take action regarding the mental health of their students, which is great. This has to be. Thanks to such initiatives, students have increasingly more resources to turn to and it is becoming easier to know who to call and what to do in a crisis situation. But I do think that it is time to set up such a support system also for professionals working at the university, especially academics. We, quote-unquote, adults, are left more to our own devices when it comes to managing a mental health crisis because we are assumed to be able to take care of ourselves. However, this is not true. We don't develop immunity against mental health problems just because we age. Moreover, in a high-stress environment such as academia, where mental health issues are systematically on the rise, it is time for universities to come up with strategies where professionals can be provided with some kind of first aid in the case of mental health emergency. Especially since we know that we are in a very high risk of developing them in this industry, which I talked about already in the first episode. As I have done before, I have another thought exercise for you regarding the topic of this episode. Firstly, regardless of whether you have mental health problems or not, do you think you have enough information about the different types of struggles people may have? And do you realize that you have prejudices? Secondly, how do you think the university could support your mental health as an institution, assuming that the listener is an academic here. Please do reach out to me and share your thoughts. Before I close this episode, I have an announcement to make. As you know, this podcast aims to talk about burnout in academia as well. I have my own experiences with burnout, but I would like to be able to share others' experiences as well. 
So I am looking for brave souls who are willing to have a short interview with me. I want to do this because burnout manifests itself in many different ways because of many different reasons for each person who goes through it. As a result of these interviews, I aim to prepare a series of episodes regarding burnout and share a collective story of academics who end up in exhaustion or uh, some other physical or mental problems due to overwork and too much stress. The interviews will be totally confidential. There will be no recordings of them. And if I talk about your personal experience on the podcast, it will be totally anonymous. One last thing, the location is not important. Burnout is something that can happen to anyone around the world. So regardless of whether you live and work in Europe or Americas or Asia or any other place, it doesn't matter. Please do come forward if you're willing to share your story with me. This will be a huge opportunity both for me and for the listeners of this podcast to learn from your experiences. You can contact me via the contact button of the Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram page of Mind Your Own Revisions. I can't wait to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please start following Mind Your Own Revisions on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your academic friends about this podcast. What are your thoughts about today's topic? I would love to hear from you. Until next time, bye!